You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to Axe to Grind, a hardcore podcast, the best podcast, the only one remaining after the fucking COVID apocalypse. I'm Patrick. Jesus. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. COVID apocalypse. And, we, we're going all the way, huh? Yeah, I don't really love yeah, that. Well, let's lean in. Fuck it. Uh, Fuck I hope it. everybody. I hope this finds everybody well. I hope everybody's family's doing well. Uh, let's talk think about. Some- think about how cool, much cooler MP3 players look uh, post apocalypse. They kind of look like you're holding like a rock or something. Uh, it, it, what, what's the one that, uh, uh, God damn, um, Neil Young was pushing. Does anybody remember the name of it? Zunes? No, no, no. I think the Zune, no, the Zune was the Microsoft competitor to the iPod. There, there's a Neil Young, uh, lossless, lossless format one. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. I like that. And you had to buy like, uh, the, uh, his equipment and stuff. Yeah, so th- there's actually a receiver that gets advertised uh, maybe on YouTube. I don't know where I saw it, but it's basically a, a, the receiver of the future. It does. It, is it a can, Pono? It res- yes. What is it? Pono. Pono. P-O-N-O. <laughs> okay, that's. I'm pivoting to my receiver though. <laughs> Bear with me. But so th- this receiver is the receiver of the future. It, c- it can basically uh, input any format on the planet and play it from any chord, future chords, you know what I mean? And it is so basic and simple looking that it's, it has that like early Apple appeal where you just want it and you can't explain. Like I have, I don't have stereo equipment at my house. I have no need for a high end receiver. Like what's a $500 receiver doing for me? But every time I see it, I get sexed up. I love it. (laughs) Well, so since we aren't doing audio equipment, yet and it's post-apocalypse so we don't even know if audio equipment exists anymore we might be able to get neil young to sponsor because i mean they're not really doing that great it's true i like that idea let's let's get on old neil. Pono is hawaiian for proper huh i like that all right hmm. neil going hmm. going hawaiian proper i like that um let's talk about our sponsors really quick uh tom let's start with to live a lie Yes. So my go-to uh, record that I listened to today that I quite liked, and it it made a lot more the, the uh, well. I'll get to it. <clears throat> there was no clean way of me saying what I wanted to say. Yes. Um, I'm, I listened to "World of Inconvenience" by um, our homies Regional Justice Center. Ooh, good one. Um, <clears throat> number one, the cover is amazing. True. Have you seen it? Like the smoke grenade going into like a cops like riot gears like it's incredible it's amazing is that a picture is that a mark mccoy i have no idea mark mccoy i think it's uh um either a photo or a photo illustration like to be honest his illustration is so good at this point yeah he's photorealistic so it's amazing um 
No, but listen to this record. I it, it, it was awesome. It came out 2018 uh, to live a Um it, it, it made sense. Now I know why they're the hardcore kids power violence band of choice. Yeah, yeah I totally sure. agree it, with that. It makes total sense. It's it's super good. It's got like a, like a personality to it that sometimes gets lost in a lot of the power violence that at least that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, you know, not everyone's spaz, you know. Um, but no, I thought, I thought this record was fantastic. I listened to this and I all. I also listened to Tired of Everything. Oh, yeah. The band yeah, Tired the of Everything. Record, yeah. yeah, Behind the Blade. I thought that was cool, too. Um, kind of reminded me um, of Pat's boy. Uh, what the hell is the guy's name? Drew Thompson, dude from Single Mothers. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Singing for a fast hardcore band. It was like super interesting. I really liked it. That's cool. Yeah. I love that. Cool. So, yes, To Live a Lie. To Live a Lie. Big uh, recommendations on both of those. What were you going to say, PK? Uh, I was just going to say, uh, this is not a to live a lie, uh, push right here, just uh, regarding Drew Thompson. Uh, so f- there was a number of people, uh, who love single mothers, but then there was like a, a few people that were off put by kind of like the rock and roll trappings of it, uh, or at least the early material. Uh, mm. so there's people that love material like the Bronx and then, uh, or Queens of the stone age or a torch. Uh, and then there's people for whom that's just too rock, you know? And, right. uh, for anybody that was turned off by uh, sort of early single mothers, uh, Drew Thompson is is actually an r- incredibly creative dude uh, who is taking his career in all these different directions at one right, now time. Cool, like the Drew Thompson experience or something? Yeah, Drew Thompson Foundation, I want to say. Something uh, like that. Y- and, uh, so, uh, it, look, this is a push for, to live a lie, go check it. But, uh, I just, because it's, it's kind of odd that Drew's never come up on this podcast in any meaningful way, but, uh, he's an adjacent, he's like an adjacent guy who knows what he's talking about, but also, uh, his music has been getting more and more clever for, for you Canadians out there. Uh, carry on fellas. So big thing. Let's go, uh, to, to com. hit that web store, enter the promo code. Axe to grind. Axe to grind. And uh, Patrick, what do you have to do with that? Spell that out. Cool, cool. Uh, let's talk about our other buddy, Closed Casket Activities. PK, did you do um, shrooms before this or something? Did I do what? Shrooms. <laughs> Why? Am I out of control? Yeah, a little bit. A little unhinged. <laughs> you need something like to you? Like... I'm unhinged already. Listen, I am good being by myself. I'm the one motherfucker that's going to survive all of this. Everybody else out there desperate for a hug. I'm, like, I'm leaving. Like the, the shrooms are kicking in. That's my concern. <laughs> yo, yo, want to hear something wild? I have so much less alone time than I oh, did yeah. before. Because everyone's home. It's wild. It's a real trip out. Um, I mean, I, I'm lucky. I really, I've, I believe that I'm lucky with this because I, I love my my partner and our child like a lot, and uh, so it's really nice. But I also am someone who super values my alone time, and uh, that is at a minimum. It's very odd. Yeah, um, you get some alone time. Like, are you able to like fuck off and take a walk? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been going on essentially every night after Easton goes to bed. I go on a, a very long walk, which I, I called Patrick the other night when I was doing that and was like, yeah, I know how it looks when a grown man walks around in suburbia after dark by themselves. So, like, I might get pulled over. I, some a, a cop might just pull up on me because, you know, this is what meth heads and murderers do. But <laughs> you got to do it. Um Yo, what would what would the CEO of Closed Casket Activities do if he found out you were doing shrooms, Patrick? Oh, he'd be very disappointed. I I, uh, I, you. I, I, I don't blame him. Um, let's see. You're written uh, out of the will. It would be a closed casket. <laughs> yeah, I might not inherit uh, uh, all the, uh, the, the uh, any part of the empire. Yeah. Well, we got to keep you in the empire. So uh, what I can tell you, Closed Casket is dropping very shortly. By the time you hear this, they'll be up. A whole line of hoodies and tees label stuff. It's awesome. Love uh, it. I, got, I got sent a preview of it. Really cool. Um, if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling malcontent, if you're feeling like you just need some new gear, get yourself a champion hood, maybe all-style tee. Um, go to closedcasketactivities.com and check that out. Uh, also, while you're there, order some stuff. Use our promo code, Tom. Axe to grind. And Tom, what do you got to do with that? You have to spell it out. Boom. Uh, I also... It's a brief one. Do you know why it's brief? I was like, hey, Justin, can I talk about this? No, nah, not yet. What about this? Uh, hold on that. Well, I could definitely talk about that thing, right? And he's like, nah, got to keep it, keep it tight. He did say, I could tell you, they just sent six new records to press. Jesus. No slowdown. Uh, let me say something regarding that. Uh, so that's awesome for Justin, uh, excited about what closed casket has going on, excited for all the labels that, uh, don't have any interrupted production at the moment. Uh, but, uh, as we said on a recent podcast, I'm feeling for the labels that are getting somehow jammed up by what's by this thing that's jamming us all up right now. Uh, so, so be mindful, uh, when you order records, uh, to be a human being. And if shit is moving a little slower than you anticipated, you'll, you'll live. You'll live. You'll my dude. Yeah. You got to relax. So, uh, shout out to all the labels, uh, shout out to all of our sponsors and Which are uh, death wish and run for cover. In addition to, to live a lie and close casket, go support those two. Got some insight on a few of their things. We'll hopefully be propping out some of that stuff soon too. Cool. Uh, all right, let's get to the shits, shall we? <sighs> What's up, guys? We we did the worst possible crossover. Nice time with Eric. It was. We did the uh, the uh, overnight, overnight drive. drive. Yeah, overnight driver. Um, your ban from overnight drive has been lifted, Patrick. If you are unaware. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, let me just start by saying I wasn't aware I was banned. But go on. Yeah. Uh, you know, wine drunk Andrew does it, does crazy stuff sometimes, um, but uh, but it feels like even though we've done episodes, it feels like we haven't gotten the time to just kind of unwind and reconnect. So let's do that about right, hardcore. Um, first and foremost, Patrick, and we, I want everybody. We got things to talk about. Let's let's chime in. Let's round robin if you want. But Patrick, this is one that me and Tom talked on that I, we would like to hear your opinion on. Which do you prefer? 
the breakdown 87 demo or the raw deal demo? Uh, okay. I didn't know why I was given this homework assignment. I, I must've missed where you guys talked about it. Uh, let me say res- <laughs> respect to everybody involved. This is no diss. I don't think there's any comparing these two. I, th- I think the breakdown demo is a hundred times better and it, maybe that's due on some level to production. It just punches, but I think that it punches from the first fucking riff and it just feels good. So, uh, no hate on the raw deal demo. It's definitely cool. But I thought that that breakdown demo, like I was like, Oh, this is, this is what people want. (laughs) Like there's a reason that this is self-defense on Twitter (laughs) and on Instagram. Please feel free to reach out and tell him that the raw deal raw deal demo is more than just cool. Uh, yo, uh, wait, uh, where did you guys land on this? Was one of you raw deal over eighty uh, seven? Were we both? Uh, really? We went. It was back- really tough. It's it's a really tough question. Yeah, yeah. I would probably go to the breakdown demo by like a hair. But it's yeah, not. I they're not even comparable to me. Like really? Like I, I think, I think that raw deal demo is like, Oh, there's some, uh, intelligent songwriting that I guess I appreciate, but that breakdown, de- that breakdown demo is just fucking like literally from riff one you're in, you know what I mean? Like the, the buy-in is immediate on that. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I mean, the breakdown demo is so good and it's, Let's talk about it like this. The breakdown demo is to me the negative approach seven inch of New York hardcore. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah, why not? Easy template, simple, but punches. It's like, it's like a puncher with no style. Well, no, not with no style. A puncher with a very specific, like Liam Neeson style, singular style, but he hits so hard it doesn't matter. You can put all the tricks in that you want. Like, like here's the deal on a talent level is the playing is the competency and precision showcased on leeway born to expire. Does that exceed the, the comp, you know, the competency shown on the breakdown demo? Yes. Yes. No question, but breakdown demo or born to expire. I bet there's a lot of people who go born to, or go breakdown demo. I wouldn't, and I, I might. Um, you catch me in the right mood. You play both back to back. You better hope that born to expire comes on second, because the breakdown demo you play that after just about anything, and it just feels like you're getting punched in the face. Yeah, I think, I think we talked about it. I think we, at least, I think my argument was breakdown eighty seven. <clears throat> excuse me, is their high point. Well, I think, in my own personal opinion, that uh, Brightside is actually better than the Raw Deal demo. Yeah, I think that's where we got to. You're right. That is that is where we got to. If I remember correctly, yeah. I think you're totally right. Um, Raw Deal demo is so good, though. Like, I oh, think that what, what the Raw Deal demo shows is, like, th- what they're going to do. Breakdown, like, could they have even done a record after that? That, that captures that energy. I don't know many bands who have. Yeah, I mean, and I think those are literally the two best demos in hardcore history. Oh, that's a gr- that's a great question. Uh, maybe the Chromex demo. Maybe Chromex uh, demo. 
I think, I mean, so, all right. So before anyone starts any brackets, uh, that's a future episode for us. Uh, best hardcore. <laughs> uh, best hardcore that, please. <laughs> so, all right, let's think about this really quick. Best hardcore demos. Um, that so you heard like this band is, you know, they were like acknowledged demos. Like, yes, minor threat had some demos that got released like 10 years ago. Um, we're not talking about that. Like demos that are acknowledged, like breakdown demo, raw deal demo. There's a couple New York demos that get talked about the crackdown demo. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the, any like uh, people shout out the floor punch demo, shout out to right brigade demo, but everyone knows those demos don't compare to raw deal and uh, breakdown. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, those, the dudes in those bands would say the same. Yeah. Yeah. If you told the dudes in, in any, either of those bands that you think their band demo holds up to breakdown and raw deal, they'd say, thank you. But uh, do you need bus fare to the, the insane asylum? I mean, Porter would literally look at you disgusted and probably walk away. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the 2000s, there were some demos. You know, the locking out scene had some good demos. All right, this is a good question. Um, let's get your best demos. Uh, send them in and we'll discuss them. We'll break them down. I like um, that. Pat, were you, you didn't feel much warmth for the – was it just because in comparison to the breakdown demo, you didn't feel warmth towards the raw deal demo? Yeah. Otherwise, on its own merits, it's fucking sick. But uh, I don't think there's any comparing them. Interesting. I'm actually, I'm a little, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be. You're, you like killing time. You like raw deal, but you also have this weird soft spot for breakdown. Yeah. I, I think you're, it's, uh, a you're a low key mook. <laughs> <laughs> and like breakdowns a little bit more mook than, than raw deal and killing time. Well, I, I also have like a, for like a very slight dude that's, uh, shouldn't be any, in any mosh pit at age 500 anyway. Uh, I got a thing for heavy riffs. If you give me a fucking like a real fucking beater, I'm in it. That's true. You do. You do like a heavy riff. That's that's no lie. Um, all right. Not on heavy riffs, but also a conversation that somehow came up randomly, Tom, when we were talking on a recent episode. But unbeknownst to you, when Dave and I did that black flag rank them had come up and we went serious on, which is. Circle Jerks Group Sex versus Black Flag Damaged. Oh. So where do you fall on that? Um, Patrick, are, do you do you have – what's your level of familiarity with both those records anyways? Uh, the Black Flag record, much more familiar. The Circle Jerks record, I probably have not listened to since I was 20. Uh, Yo, <laughs> so give me a reason it, for that. Do you know? To me, Circle Jerks is goof nugget shit. I don't have any interest in that at all. I don't li- and yeah. I also don't I don't like early Black Flag in any real way. Uh, I can see is the merit in it. I, what's that? Is because Keith Morris? That, uh, probably. Yeah. I, I think like I, I'm not trying to disrespect a fucking legend. I wish him the best of all things, but like there's nothing about his work that has ever appealed to me. Uh, You're not but, an off guy? No. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're going to be playing next to them probably over the summer sometimes. So you better be I honestly, if Keith Morris comes up to you on some shit about you said that you said on a podcast, uh, you we're, 
it's COVID twenty one. You know what I mean? It's a, we're it's fucking beyond the pale. Who cares? To watch Paco get his ass kicked by like a seventy two year old with three dreads would be fucking amazing. All right, yo, what's here's, what's more here, offensive? Here, here's what I'll say about this: if you are over, if you're over the age of fifty two, I I'm just putting my hands behind my back, and you're welcome to do whatever you got to do. You know, what I mean? <laughs> that, that right. that's what it is. Um. What's that- more offensive, the last Black Flag record, which is Black Flag, what the, or off just existing? I think what the, the is more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I think I think off has some cool bass playing. It could be cool if it wasn't what it is. Uh, but uh, nothing has an emoji. What's that? Doesn't the Black Flag record have like an emoji on it or something? Yeah, it looks it, like an emoji. It's like an it's like someone barfed and in the barf was an emoji. Is, so everybody, that long pause wasn't some. I'm leaving that. Sometimes I yeah. clip long pauses. I'm no, leaving no that need. long pause, please, <laughs> it, because it feels so appropriate. It's literally that's that's all that needs to be said about it. All right, so back to it, Pat I, and Tom. I want to get yours because I think you have a lot more to say on this, Pat. I felt that same way about Circle Jerks for a long time when I was young. Because it was like, fucking, the band's name is Circle Jerks, Group Sex, okay, I get it. Cover the, some of the records. I think it's cover Wonderland. They're dressed up. They, what is this, fucking Van Halen? Uh, it's goober, punk shit, stupid goober shit. Group Sex is almost a perfect hardcore punk record. Um, and it's, it's like shocking uh, so visit it at a time after now because even compared to damaged or like black flag stuff, it's not as self-serious, but it's not goober shit. Uh, like, no, there's some goober not. shit on there for sure. As much as any punk record from that era from LA right. Right. was. Right, right, right. And, and I, uh, I also can make exceptions. Like I love some dwarfs records. You know what I mean? So I, I can make exceptions for some dumb punk bullshit on occasion. But uh, yeah, I, I, listen, I'll give it a shot. You've been advocating for this record for a while now. Yeah, There Tom, are plenty, plenty of people who think it's classic. I'll give it a go. Tom, go in. Here's my take. My hot take. Shout out to, to, to uh, Dave Snackerman. Um, I'm going to say that on the whole, I prefer group sex, circle, circle jerks. Don't mm-hmm. cut that because I'll get creep. Um, like overall, I I prefer that record. Yeah, damaged. The highs on damaged are better than any of the highs on on the Circle Jerk record. Yeah, but I think overall I prefer groups the Circle Jerk record. So we did an activity on that episode where we went track for track and compared yeah. it. And it I think it was, I think Group Sex might have won. Damage kind of dies off at the end. It was dead even. It was so close. And if you listen to it, like it's crazy that it's that close. Cause I went in thinking it was damaged slam dunk because what you said, the highs on damaged are really high though. Like on re-listen value, I don't go back to damage very often. No part, part of it's just, just, you know, uh, what's that called? Expected wear and tear. Like, okay, I, I've heard damaged enough, you know? And, uh, I should probably revisit it soon, but it's been a while. Group sex, man. When you put that record on, it's fresh. Did you see this stat that, that we didn't put together? 
Group Sex came out in August of 1980. Oh, no, October 1980. Uh, Damage doesn't come out until December 81. Wow. Yeah. Sort of yeah, fucked up. Yeah, yeah and I think, I, I mean, it's, I'm probably out on a limb on this one. My hot take is that Rollins is my least favorite Black Flag singer. He's more of an icon than a singer. Yeah. Do, do you, I'm, I'm a Rollins guy, but I can see why. Uh, it's difference in personalities, you know, and like the shift is so interesting. I don't think I could really picture, you know, and despite you can hear someone else sing damaged. But right. when I think of that, like Rollins is the dude singing rise above, you know what I mean? Uh, I can't picture anyone else doing it the way and the, the way it is in my brain, you know? Um, what about, <clears throat> what about Rollins band? Are either of you familiar with any of that material? Yeah, I like Lifetime and the, and the Silence. After that, I kind of lost my uh, my taste for it. Yeah, it is not a lovable band on any level. It's a oh. likable band. Intentionally. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, Trenton, um, Pat. I think they're a good one for your. They feel distant. Uh, commentary. Yeah, for sure. The, arms they're length, the most arms length at closest. Yeah. Okay, um, so with that said, do either of you have, and at some point we'll do this, but people really like the Black Flag thing. Uh, what is your favorite Black Flag record? If you have one. If you don't, say why. Um, I don't know. Give me, like, I'm probably like you, where like, give me the process of weed, weed it out or something, like where it's, like, yeah. it, where it's almost intentionally too much, where it's yeah. like uh, almost an endurance test. Uh, I think that's Loose fun. That the, I think it's fun that that shit exists. I, I I don't know, but again, I don't know how often I listen to it. I don't know how often I listen to any Black Flag material. Um, I mean, look. Okay, I'm I'm not trying to fucking steal anybody's time here, but let me just fucking go. Uh, early stuff, um, Minor Threat. Uh, to me, uh, more personality and more relatable. Uh, negative approach, more personality, uh, more, uh, mythological, uh, uh, let's see, bad brains, totally unrelatable, but all personality. Uh, so when it came to like early stuff to me, black flag always was in the rear always. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you could say that there was, uh, uh, plenty of pioneering material there, but I'm talking on a lyrical level. I'm talking like so much of this stuff feels template because it set the template, but it's pretty fucking on its own merits. It's pretty fucking dull to me and, and, and never connected. So give me the stuff that is uh, just pure self-indulgence, uh, guitar masturbation of a dude that was taking yeah. himself way too seriously. And I'm game for that. Uh, and Rollins, of course, uh, it comes off like the biggest blowhard that seriously ever walked the earth. And I don't know how anybody during that time, I'm not speaking about him now. I'm not sure how anybody during that time could have tolerated being in a room with him, but, uh, there's something to be said for that. And it's, it, you know, I, I think it's all interesting and not fun. <laughs> I think that's a decent way to put it is it's not too fun. I, uh, there's a lot to be said about that. Um, I think to get invested in Black Flag, you have to almost decide to and really invest yourself into it because you're right. There is a lot of stuff that doesn't jump off the page. 
the mythology of it is interesting, but also can come off flat. And I wonder about the difference of between what it was like in the nineties, getting into black flag with the whole Henry Rollins angle, like the head into the black flag story was told through Henry Rollins, weird sort of, uh, masculine kind of like bleeding eyes, you know, um, warrior poet shit. I don't know if that's relatable to anyone in 2020, the way it was like, yo, in, in 1997, like that was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, so Tom, go ahead. Um, this might be a poser answer, but I don't give a shit. Cause I wasn't around for it. Cause I was five. Um, I probably go, my go-to is everything went black. Yep. Um, just cause that kind of, I actually love Keith Morris, Ron Chavo, whatever. And Dez. Yeah, yeah. Equally, you know what I mean. I think they're all great. I kind of like they lost me when they when they got better. It's so interesting because I think there's a lot of people who do. But so here's the question for both of you: Does Black Flag get technically they get better, right? Like theoretically, I'd say they technically get better. But songwriting, <clears throat> I think they might get more formulaic post damage they lose some of the urgency in a lot of the material. And I'm saying this as a dude who's straight up like I, my, I love loose nut and I love who's got the 10 and a half, the live record. Cause I think that's a record that like pulsates personality as opposed to the studio stuff, which is all flat as shit at that point. Right. But like nervous breakdown, jealous again, all the everything went black stuff up to damaged there's a lot of there's a lot of at least urgency and like songwriting stuff that's interesting once you get past my war there's a lot of noodling and scaling right which is what a lot of bands took from them as yes. much as the earlier fast punk stuff 100% and so i think it gets lost where you get this split where there's a lot of the like <clears throat> i think there's a lot of people who pay lip service and say oh yeah we like black flag and with rare exception, um, they like the, the the bands, the punk bands who say, yeah, yeah, we're like early early 80s American hardcore, like Black Flag. What they really mean are 10 other bands that aren't Black Flag, but they like Black Flag. And, and you know, it's fun to I say agree. that. You know, it's more it's more fun to say that and yeah. note that than say like Gangrene or something else. Um, but then the bands who actually pull from them sonically all lean to the later era stuff or the heavier stuff. There's a band like Blast who kind of pulls both, but most of it, you know, when most of the bands who actually pull from Black Flag are almost on the heavier or metal or stoner rock shit. Right, right, right. I mean, that created its own genre. Yeah, yeah. Caius and other bands wouldn't be wouldn't exist without that version of Black Flag. No, no, and and that's uh, you know I I go I go in for a lot of that stuff, but. Um, Has there been a band with a weirder kind of history than Black Flag? No, I, I'm. <laughs> while, you, while you guys were talking, I was I was curious what my I was like. Do I really like Jealous again, or do I not? And and I, I so I went to just like take a look, and I was like, ah. uh, and it You're got like, oh that song White Minority like it. <laughs> uh yeah i relate uh no it got me uh reading the history of it and i just skimmed the history of it and it is fucking insane how much went down during these sessions <laughs> like, it's, it's incredible I, I, yeah i mean i don't know if there's another band that had that kind of insane just going through all those people and kind of and like i quite honestly i mean 
I'm not that stoked on like early, like late seventies, early eighties punk, like punk yeah. before, hardcore kind of stuff. I mean, these bands are sort of like, I mean, I, Black Flag's a hardcore band or whatever, but sure. even like the crossover of like, what version of, you know, um, Wasted do you like? Do you like the Black Flag version or the version that Keith Morris took with him or did yeah. first or whatever at, with fucking Circle Jerk? Like, there's so much like crossover too, which is weird. Yeah. Um, there's so much intermingling and kind of weird stuff there. When Black Flag goes off the rails, <clears throat> it really goes off. Um, Patrick, on a purely production level, listen to the studio album Loose Nut and then the studio album In My Head and try to think of any other bands who did production like this. It's the thinnest, weirdest guitar sound. Like it makes it makes like the the Revolution Summers DC stuff sound bulky and thick. Like yeah, it's, I, it's it's just so it's it's paper and it's so odd and it's clearly a decision, right? Uh, well, so I, I I'm not sure. I'd have to re- read up on what Gin was thinking, but I I think he he became like an advocate for hearing every note rather than uh, feeling the shit, and like that's a a very weird thing. I think maybe he was like just too into fucking dead bootlegs or something. I I, I don't know. It 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 reads like. You're right. Like a decision that nobody should have made, <laughs> like a very well, conscious and, decision that nobody should and, have done. And when you listen to like, like my, the big takeaway for me, if you, if you want to discover black flag, as those shirts say, um, listen to who's got the 10 and a half, because you can hear the heaviness in the guitar and it's ripping. It's, it's shredding guitar. There's still like the weird noodling, but it makes sense in a punk band format. And you go, Oh, if they had recorded the guitars, like if, if, a band went in and recorded this the way a band would typically or a metal band would and using the effects and production stuff, those records would be ass beaters. They would just be so heavy and just rough and there'd still be all the technical shit, but he decided to go in this. It's like prog thin. Like the only things I can think comparison, comparing it to are like, yes, or rush. You know, or, or, you know, maybe there's some other weird prog 70s rock, um, but then put through the lens of like, oh, I also like some new wave. Uh, It's just so odd. Yeah, I uh, it's it's unlikely that I'm going to become a fan fan at any time in my life, but uh, I'll try to appreciate individual records moving forward. All right. So then on to another thing to catch up. Patrick, if I asked you to name your top ten records of the nineties, uh, could I? Where would do you go? It? Um, of the nineties, okay. Um, the problem is that my 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 math is not good, so I might end up bleeding some early two thousands over into that. Uh, let's see. Try very of, hard and try gonna, for full lengths. Okay. It's going to be a lot of Earth Crisis on there, obviously. There's oh, okay, be, so so let's yeah, let's give you Destroy the Machines and Gamora. Uh, does Gamora come out nineteen ninety nine or does it come? Out, yeah, I, I guess that. no, nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, ninety six. Isn't Gamora's earlier? Yeah, because no, Breed the I Killers is ninety eight. Ninety eight, isn't it? No, because G- Breed the Killers comes out in the nineties. Oh, really? All right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I forget uh, you're so bad with time. I'm terrible with it. Um, it's okay. Uh, okay, so you know that Endeavor Records making it. Um, Morris came out in '96. Yep. 
Whoa, are you serious? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, ninety-five. Yeah, Patrick, do the do the math on this. All Out War originally ninety-two, Firestorm ninety-three, Destroy the Machines ninety-five, Gamora's ninety-six. Pretty strong year for strong era for for your boys. No doubt. Yeah. All right. So so you can put both those Earth Crisis records on there. Okay. Uh, you put Gamora's in there. I would, because if we're going ten, like if we were going, if we were going five, it obviously wouldn't make any list that I make. But uh, right. ten, it might. Um, Which endeavor said, crazier than a shit house rat or constructive? No, con- constructive semantics is okay. fucking awesome. So great. Um, so great. Uh, I'm putting uh, dead guy fixation on a coworker. Um, let's see, w- what else is making that list? Um, Oh, what year does it? Jesus, I'm not going to give everybody uh, the variety that they might want here. But w- what year does uh, the Kiss of Goodbye record come out? The full length. Uh, I think that's 98. Okay, I think, I think 98 or 99. Let me put see this. Definitely makes the list. Okay, they, um, I think they got together in 97. I did the demos yeah. 97. I think you're right. I think yeah, she loves me. She loves me not 97. Wow, oh, and you're wow. right. Demo demo end of 96. So dead guy oh, came out. Uh, so the dead guy record fixation came out in what ninety five then? Um, I think right. so, or maybe ninety six. Dead guy was close there. Um, okay. Uh, what else? Like, uh, what's that? There's people yelling at their. Oh, uh, with the answers, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, uh, this would not have made my list at any other time in my life, but I think if we're going to count quicksand, then uh, you could put slip on there. Um, we'll, we'll count it. We'll count it. Okay, you're at you're at six right now. Oh, I am. Yeah, not bad. Oh, not bad. Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, wh- wh- what uh, what year does Hell Yes I Cheated come out? Oh no, that's that's early. I think. Hold Is on. it? Let me look. Yeah, it's earlier than you think because we did it on one of our hardcore, um, our listen, our years in hardcore. Uh, Hell yes, I cheated. Came out in '89, so just missed the cut. That would have that would have made my list for sure. Um, What's funny that that would have made your list. That might because of the '80s. I don't know if that makes your top ten of the '80s, does it? But it's close. Oh yeah, no, it would. For it, okay. it 100% would. I mean, it might come in nine or 10, but it fucking 100% would. Um, okay, let's see. I'm at seven, you said? Six. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, feeling older faster. Uh, fucking uh, Bob, you and I are this yeah. band's biggest advocates. Uh, Threadbare. Threadbare is yeah. unreal good during that time. I And I Very like the record, record that they don't even like. I like the record after this. Um, mm. But uh, feeling older faster for anybody in, in the sound of our voices who has not checked out Threadbare on the strength of the fact that I think we all fucking cape for this band. Uh, yeah. it, you're fucking up. It's fucking great. Um, it is the it is probably the only record in this time frame that can be labeled as hardcore slash heavy metal that you'll hear me be like, yeah, that's a really cool record. Yeah, for sure. Um, OK, so. The Caven record comes out in 1998. Is that fucking real? That's that crazy. Right. Uh, so for sure, that record's making it. Um, although, again, that's like a late thing for me where that would have been uh, uh, maybe not like um, 
it, it, it probably just would have been a thing I admired until I was in my late twenties yeah. at which point I was like, Whoa, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually mid twenties. I think I remember listening to it on the train in New York all the time. Um, okay. Uh, and then this you're is done. Where, you've done a good job. You've done a really good job actually. Thank you. Well, this is where it gets controversial. Are you prepared? Um, <clears throat> the Zao record where blood and fire bring rest is making my list. Uh, I think that this is a uh, used to be highly overrated Christian uh, metalcore record and is now a woefully underrated uh, metalcore record. It's not one that you hear people talk about all the time uh, that you like you do with with some other records, but it is a great, great, like for our metalcore leaning audience, if that's like, if Zayo's older or more recent material has kind of put you off, you don't know what to make of it. Go back to that shit. It really has staying power. Some of it's fucking great. Um, okay. And, uh, what else would make my fucking list? Um, what am I at? Seven or eight? You're at nine. Oh, I'm at nine. Oh, shit. So you have earth crisis, destroy earth crisis, Gamora's endeavor, Dead Guy Fixation, Kiss a Goodbye LP, Quicksand Slip, Threadbare Feeling Older, Cave In Until Your Heart Stops, and Zao, Zao, Where Blood Zao. and Target Rest, Zao. Okay. Um, I know my answer if you'll give it to me uh, because it, it is the uh, the Ink and Dagger record where they put together the, the seven inches. Does it count? Yeah, we'll, we'll count it. We'll count it. Okay. Uh, so drive, drive this uh, uh, seven-inch wooden stake uh, 100% uh, makes that list. Um, and that is the list as it comes off the top of my head. I'm sure that there is some stuff that would get shifted around if I got real neurotic. Also, of course, if we can count things like lungfish, I would, this, this whole fucking list would blow up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I I'd say that that's, that's my list as, as it goes. My list, uh, very different. Um, Tom, give me a ruling. Given the breadth and depth that we've done on right now with Pat's list and then with the Casey's, can I include into another? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'd say then, for sure. Then uh, I am saying into another seamless, into another ignore us, far side Monroe Doctrine, which I also got feedback that might be a bridge too far for certain people. Interesting. Uh, death threat severing the last barred window, the one word death threat which I had a hard time putting on this list because I associate it more with the 2000s, but it did come out in 99. Integrity, Those Who Fear Tomorrow, for those yeah. who fear tomorrow. Uh, His Hero's Gone, Monument to Thieves. Madball Set It Off. Quicksand Slip. Bastard Wind of Pain. Uh, then I had a Floor Punch Fast Times at the Jersey Shore. Um, uh, I had a bunch of honorable mentions. Quicksand Manic Compression. Rorschach remains sedate. In my eyes, difference between Avail, 4 a.m. Friday. Um, what else is here? Ignite Call, my brothers. This was a very hard thing for me to put together, thinking yeah. full links, because there's so many EPs that I really fuck with, but full links was tough. Nothing. Sorry, I'm, I, I'm reflecting on it. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking uh, – if I would sub out Gamora's for something, something else, but I can't think of, I can't think of what that would be right now, but, but your list, uh, your list is, uh, not, I would say not what I, it's somewhat what I expected. 
I had no idea that Ignite would make the first round of honorables for you. That record's great, man. Yo, and and like, so Ignite had hotspots, like all bands, right? Yeah. Ignite, right. Ignite in New Jersey, hotspot. And Mm. you catch them at the right time on the right tour. Like I have, there's a photo of me. I think it's summer 2000. Um, on, uh, is it, was it Danielle Dombrowski's old hardcore photo website? Yep. And it looks like I'm 100 miles into the crowd because they played at, uh, it was club Chrome. Um, maybe even right before it became club Chrome or whatever, but the stage, it was on the big, in the big room and the stage is very long (laughs) and there was no barrier. So it was a weird, it was ignite and reach the sky and, it, and I think it was an off date of a Misfits tour or something like that. Um, and the stage was super long. So, like, I just I had like a 20 yard sprint and just <laughs> jump. And it was fucking awesome. So, uh, no, Ignite Call My Brothers. Good record. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, yo, the hard part for me was that there's a oh, fast break, uh, fast women, fast cars or fast cars, fast women is an honorable mention for me. There's it's it's tough. Um there's certain records that also there's like a nostalgia play like battery until the end three or four songs. I really, really like, but I also recognize that it's kind of, there's a dated nature to it. And had I not gotten into it when I was 16, I don't know how I'd feel, but, but like the weirdness of that band and how off, how different the vocals are on that record compared to other hardcore of the same ilk really pulled me in at the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this is a question for you, Pat. Um, and Tom, you too, actually, this is cool. In the nineties, are there records that have fallen off your list that maybe sure. in the nineties would have been on your list? Uh, VOD could have made this list in the nineties for me. Um, yeah, I would agree. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, Really, like, we kind of, in some, I, I don't know if Tom does, but in some weird ways, I think VOD gets low rated on this podcast because uh, maybe to some degree they played themselves or, or, or carried themselves in such a way that. Uh, they were off putting. Say again? They were off putting. Yeah, for sure. Yo, can, um, can I yeah. ask this? This might be the only, it's, I think there's a slight regional and then age thing. VOD wasn't a thing in my town with my friends, you know? So like I yeah, didn't know they were a thing. Yo, dude. Like them on the island. Like I there's never been a local band, like a local hardcore band, that was that big at one time. Like, no exaggeration. We went out to their Long Island record release show for the seven inch. And like Madball opened. There was literally twenty three hundred people there. Yeah, yeah. Like people like so it was like the silent majority dudes and all those and Millhouse people and all these different men like guys and girls that ran the the venue. They were literally like going through the line and picking out people that they knew and making us be security. <laughs> they're like everyone, they all hands on deck. Like people were like turning over port bodies. Like this is fucking crazy. And it was one of the most. I mean, so like they were, but I mean they were big and like I mean, well, Middlesex isn't really that. Close, no, I like, think no, I think they did do good in New Jersey, but you know, parsed New Jersey scene. Um, 
and I, I was on the younger side back then too, you know, That's like true. they just weren't in the world I was in. But I mean, yo, Pat, the way you talk about them, the way on the Overnight Drive episode, Andrew and Hans both nodded at him like, oh yeah, of course VOD. You know, like, like they were, it's funny how much they had a rim. I think of anything, uh, Axe Grind does a lot of VOD talk and I never expected that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those demos and that seven inch and stuff were fucking, even that first record, the second record is even better. You know, Bob, do me a favor. Yeah. Try the second record. Okay. It's called. Yeah. I was going to say. Is that from Bliss? No, 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 no. It's the one before that. It's his face because he got buck fifty at a club. Um, <laughs> and it's his face on it. Um, holy shit! Everyone's yelling at. Is it still? No, it's not the one with the green fucking drop, which is the worst cover ever. Resurrecting I love reality. It. I love no. it. That's the one. That, Resurrecting reality was the one that was on Crisis. Crisis, right, right, right. I'm, oh, I'm imprint. imprint, imprint, imprint. You might. It, it's not as like. VOD as you may remember. Okay. All right, I am going to listen to it. I mean, here's the thing. I may not have heard them since the 90s. Uh, you might actually kind of take this record. Okay. I'm going to listen to it. We'll we'll report back. Maybe next episode. I'll put a note down. VOD re- reconvene. There you go. Uh, Tom, Tom just helped me out, by the way. Uh, updating my list. Kicking off Gamora Season Ends. Uh, adding uh, uh, Life of a Spectator. Um, oh so, yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Uh, but uh, also, uh, we don't consider Leatherface is something else, right? No, I mean, if into another counts. Yeah, you can count Leatherface. If I can count Farside into another. Oh, yeah, just, oh stupid not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I so I go to bed quick, right? Like it's rare that I'm staying. I'm like staring at the ceiling, like anxious or any of that bullshit that a lot of people go through. Uh, but before I went to bed the other night, I actually just sat there looking at the ceiling going, Jesus Christ, Leatherface is good. This was my thought. Like I hadn't listened to them all day. It wasn't like a thing, but I was just like, Holy God. (laughs) Like, uh, so, uh, uh, um, mush would make, uh, 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 any list of mine. I just don't know where to put it right this second. Um, but uh, what would fall off or what would have fallen off? Obviously I've spoken about how I loved tree as a kid. Tree mm-hmm. is not making anybody's list, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, maybe some weird Boston dude that was like a Boston hillbilly. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. A frozen, frozen in carbonite Bostonian. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I feel like some Boston bands would have fallen off mine. Like, or like that I liked in the nineties that I think about now and I go, eh. you know, uh, from the nineties, two bands that strike me. Uh, and I still like them. I just never think to them, uh, kid dynamite. I did really like that first kid dynamite record. Um, I think lifetime came up on our conversation. Maybe. Yep. Lifetime is in there. They're in the mix for me. I just didn't come to them on this list. You know, they're probably not in my top 10, but they're outside of it. Um, yo, blood for blood. Um, Living in Exile was a really big record for me at the time. Like I, I That's love another conversation. Yeah, yeah. Like I loved that record, and uh, oh, I don't, and I don't listen to it now. But man, that was a record I fucked with. Yeah, like I loved Ten Yard Fight. I haven't probably listened to Ten Yard Fight in twenty years. Yeah, yeah. And no disrespect to those, you know what I mean? Like I really no. fucking wait for them hard. It's like you know, if someone put it on, I'd be like, oh sweet, I like this. If you put like on a ten yard any any ten yard fight song, I can sing you every lyric to it. 
right now. It's almost the same, but like yeah. I, I have to do it on my own volition. Even like you loved that in my, I loved that in my eyes record at the time. Mm-hmm. I probably haven't listened to it in eighteen years. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you know what's a funny one? Um, have either of you revisited the second in my eyes record? Nothing to hide. I haven't, but apparently that's their like a, their mature one, right? Um, it's, it's like if faith was trying to record for the way it is comp, it's really interesting. Um, a lot of late eighties, New York, obviously a lot of the revelation sound, obviously, but then with the kind of like at the time, what the, the, the modern youth crew sound that, that in my eyes kind of innovated and then like a heavy dose of pre-rev summer melodic DC. It's it's such a it's actually a more interesting listen than difference between even though difference between has more like nostalgic value for me. So uh, nothing to hide was a uh, generation records uh, uh, like cut out or uh, return bin or whatever. Uh, yep, like staple used staple. It was never not in the used CDs. <laughs> never made me think they got a box of promos and just were like, yes. let's just sell them through here. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Have you Strife? Uh, no. So actually, my experience with Strife was, uh, I love that uh, uh, gray, gray. I love gray. Uh, but so uh, Strife and Trial uh, have to me the same sort of thing where uh, they started off with too many quote unquote hardcore drum parts, too many, too many fast parts that I thought were totally incongruent, stupid. And then by the time that they became a heavy band, uh, for whatever reason, they missed the mark for me, despite the fact that they are both kind of both at times very dialed into the kind of heavy. I like, although I think strife hung on to the unnecessary hardcore drum parts for most of their career. Uh, but uh, yeah, for whatever reason, those two bands I, I put in the same category. Uh, I've had fun at Strife shows. Say again? They're both Judge Acolytes. That's really... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, nah, like, I, I, I've had a good time at Strife shows, but uh, never never charted for me, necessarily. Got it. Oh, god damn. How is 108 not making my list? All three 108 records oh, make the fucking yeah, there list. You go. Every 108 record could make the fucking list. Um, <laughs> but, Come on. Let, Holy Names making a list? Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Let's talk about that. Things that have fallen off. Uh, Holy name would have made my list four times over when I was uh, a kid. Uh, now I I I listen to Holy name all the time when I was still in high school. Fucking great. But now, uh, songs of separation is obviously a superior record to Holy name. Although Holy name, like I, I don't think that there's, listen, people can have any fucking opinion they want. Uh, I think that the actual track Holy name is, uh, a, a pure head, pure head walk. Fucking, so it, it, it's perfect. It makes you want to stage dive. Makes you want to go crazy. It's a fucking great song. But yes. uh, this, the record's uneven. Songs of Separation is better. But Threefold Misery as an adult is fucking unreal. Appreciable. Like you could just listen to it and appreciate new things about it each time. So Pat, did you listen to that YouTube thing that I sent you? That one hundred eight. Um, the thing that we were trying to figure out if it existed, that it did exist. Oh yeah. Until, like, so, before, yeah. Mike Shaw sent that and I was like, Oh shit, this is exactly what it was what I was trying to fucking conjure up in the recesses of my mind. 
Yes, and uh, you were correct. I did not know that existed. Uh, and uh, what it I thought was from the band directly. I remember right. so, get I remember getting it at Rev, and being borderline shocked. Like, wait, what? Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe they had recorded new material. And then was, um, kind of how we spoke of new beat from a dead heart. But like, it was even more shocking hearing that because it was like you said, straight from the band. And when I got, it, I was like, oh my, wow, this is good and feels vibrant. Yeah, it's for everybody that doesn't know what we're talking about. Uh, New Beat for, from a Dead Heart is the 108 comeback record, but they're uh, but Tom accurately said, "Wait, didn't they? Weren't these songs released as a promo or something?" And uh, what it was was they released a uh, uh, the band. Yeah, themselves. Yes, so the, so there's new tracks on it, but then there's also kind of the stuff that uh, uh, fucking uh, lost Curse and of found. Instinct. Curse of Instinct. Uh, yeah. Yes. So there's EP material there. And if memory serves, I remember telling Patrick that I'd received it in the mail and he was like more excited about a thing than I remember a person being excited about a thing for a while when that happened. Right now I wonder, like thinking back, I wonder if that was something they were like, well, we're playing like Hellfest and a few shows around that we should probably have something. Maybe, you know, because there are bands get that in their head for sure. Because, I mean, it was like kind of odds and ends because it had Coptic Times. It had the, didn't they cover the bars? Yes, I they believe did. you're right. Yeah. yeah. And they did. Yeah, I actually like the cover too. Is Curse of Instinct a song on there? Um, Hold on. I lost my place. Let's find out. Hold on. Okay. No, Coptic Times Blood is on there. Uh, the bars yes. is on there. Um uh, uh, but no, um, uh, Curse of Instinct is not. Um, sorry so for blood everything. is a version or is it a live version? I don't remember now. So it ju- it's listed as just blood. So I have no idea it, what was actually going on. Um, pivoting from the 90s, but maybe not all the way. We did the Bad Brains ranking with Andy. Tom, what are your favorite – what's your favorite Bad Brains record and what's the – Bad Brains record where you kind of jump off. Like the last one that you're like, yeah, uh, I could still listen to this. Um, my favorite is oh. – I know. It's tough. You know, I usually only just – I always go Rock for Light. Yeah. I mean you can't go wrong with that. I mean it's like, you know, um, I'd probably go Rock for Light. Um, I jump off at that um, God of Love record. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Which makes sense. Now you – yeah, it's not Gotta terrible. Love Gotta love this song. Great Rise is a good record. So greatness, obviously. So Rise. Um, both me and Andy admitted to being like uh, prejudice against Rise a bit. You know, everybody was. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Like I think if you like if you like quickness, you absolutely should like Rise. And if you like Eye Against Eye, which most people who like hardcore do. You should at least give Rise a listen because there's probably elements that you could fuck with. I mean, the song Rise. It, I mean, if you were like, it, it's it's like, it's almost like Soulcraft with like different lyrics. Yes. Oh, hundred percent. And I mean, I think it is. Um, they they extend Soulcraft. You know, um, Rise. Listening to it, even though clearly I know that it's not HR, 
you have to like think about it. She's like, this could be HR. Like he you sounds know, like, so good. Remember when he called rabies JBs on stage at uh, a. Let's let's yes. let's not go back to that. <laughs> my man JBs. Patrick, your yeah. your intro to the Bad Brains was Rise. That's right. Where, where do you where do you fuck with the Bad Brains the most? And I mean, I don't even know your level of Bad Brains uh, fandom, but what is the stuff that if you go to it, you go to it? And is there a point where you're like, yeah, nah, this ain't for me? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I've even checked out the shit after after rise um there one record or two record after um after god of love so it's god of love then there's a full length build a nation and then a full length uh to infinity something like that um into the future into the future there it is the two lps after that are very self-referential um i prefer build a nation just a little more energy not necessary. And it's kind of uh, the, the thing I kept going to was that it was like, you know, if you never heard a, another bad brains record, maybe you'd feel more inspired by this, but it's sort of like if a band goes and it's like, eh, well, let's write a song sort of like this. And remember that part, let's just play that. But like, right. Well, we got that slower. tour. We have a record out and okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, when I was a kid, I totally, I, I blanked here for a second. Uh, yeah. So rise is probably my intro, but I listened to the, the youth are getting restless all the time. Yeah. Uh, I really, I, I would be, I haven't heard this in 10 years at least. I'd be curious if it's still a great live record, but I loved this when I was a kid. Uh, spoiler. It's still of like, still it's there's there's three live records I tell people matter. It's Youth Are Getting Restless, Who's Got the Ten and a Half, and AF Live at CBS. Like three live punk hardcore records. I, I just fuck with those. I love Liveage, huh? Even though it's a fake live record. No, Liveage. I like it a lot, but it didn't. It didn't accentuate for some reason. It didn't accentuate one. It didn't come in as early for me as um, as AF Live sure. at CBS and AF Live at CBS. I think you said this, Tom. I got that early enough. I had, I had victim and I had, uh, I had borrowed the victim in pain cause for alarm, like CD. That that combo, right, right. Yep. But then I just got live at CBS cause I was like, Oh, this is almost as good. And it's got all the songs. Um, yeah, and they sound better. Yeah. They sound great. And that's, uh, that's where like live age. I'm like, Oh, these songs sound good, but like the records sound better, you know? Right, and then you realize, like, oh, this was fake, and they recorded this in a studio. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, for for sure. Um, so we're so Pat, you youth are good and restless. I'm psyched on that. That that makes me happy that that resonated with you. Yeah, I think I listened to the Coptic Times into Sacred Love into Reignition like a hundred thousand times <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a fucking kid. Um, that is, uh, I, if I recall, a really fun version of uh, Reignition. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I used to love that record when I was a kid. I, I, uh, I'm actually kind of psyched to revisit it today. Um, I, you know, uh, to me, I'm an eye against eye guy probably. Cause I think that that's got uh, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of fucking punch to it. I know that there's people that like, um, you know, the tape and the whatever. Oh no. I mean, rock for light probably has the most good songs now that I'm looking. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty unbeatable. yeah, it's pretty unbeatable. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I recall as a kid just thinking eye against eye was fucking uh, big and ominous and fucking like fast in a way that I didn't find alienating. 
Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously the the title track is just a fucking all timer. Um, oh, and the intro too, just. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Yo, know, this is where I think we're either the most alienating or the most relatable, and I don't know which one. I think both. I think people, especially when, when when we talk about the shit that we really like, and we just resort to being like, ah, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, like like we're just a bunch of we're just a bunch of like uh, heavy set Italians talking about the meal last night. You know what I mean? Hey, dude, that fucking brushel. Oh. Tom, you were asking me what are my thoughts on quickness? Yeah, I feel like th- that is not their shine. Some great songs in there, but I don't love that record. So again, uh, this was the the segment where it was like both me and Andy admitted prejudice against it. And if you asked eighteen year old Bob about quickness, I was like, I was quick to say, "Fuck that! It's garbage. Who cares?" Yo, it's good. It's good. It's got tracks. Um, it's like it's not. It's where they start cruising into an area where it's like groove metal, but not groove punk metal i don't know some weird hybrid uh if you want to know the person who pushed quickness to me who i didn't brush off it was chris weinblatt um who we were talking at some cb show and like something came he's like oh do you listen to do you like quickness i was like nah man i I love eye against eye i like everything before that but i don't quickness is where i drop off he's like he was like yo that's a great record He's like, if you like Eye Against Eye, you should you should really like Quickness. You should check it out and give it an ear. And I think I did after that and still didn't totally click. But then years later, I went back to it and it really clicked. So uh, shout out to Chris Tripps. Did you, so I'm reading this. Pat will get a kick out of this, which this, this sentence blows my mind. Since vocalist HR and his brother drummer Earl Hudson were unavailable for recording sessions, Quickness was originally recorded with Taj Singleton on vocals and Mackie Jason on drums before Quickness was ready for mastering. HR returned, rewrote the lyrics, and overdubbed the vocals for Quickness, replacing Taj Singleton's recorded vocals and lyrics. Let's talk about a, a very strange timeline that, that, that was diverted there. <laughs> that's true. Right. And then the dude from Faith the More was in the Bad Brains too. Yes, that's right. The OG can, singer. Can I read a, a bit of poetry to you guys? Please. Oh. <laughs> Serenade us. This is not the first time a man has asked me if he can read me poetry, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's not the first time a man from Albany has asked to read you poetry? So I had a guy from New Orleans read me poetry. Oh, okay. I was referencing well, your world. story. Yeah. Oh, 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 that was the second time. Well, one was Phil and one not. All right, Patrick, start over. Sorry. While the world is deaf to viral terrorists and the thrashing of the cabal and a blaring false flag in motion, they tick-tock and drone on about needing their nails done. Hashtag get woke. That is uh, a tweet. So I just closed my little discogs that I was going down something. And uh, that is the Twitter was on top and, that's a tweet from Jenna Jameson. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. So uh, Jenna is uh, uh, kind of, I feel, I feel for her because while I may not agree with her staunch anti-vax uh, conspiracy sort of mind going on, uh, it must suck 
to be saying something that is relevant and meaningful to you. And for the people that disagree with you to just jump in and go, why don't you suck some dick? And it's like, yo, I'm saying I'm, something. Yeah. yeah like, this I'm, makes I'm, sense. I'm, yeah. Right, like what what I do, what I did for a career fifteen years ago is uh, is not germane to <laughs> what I'm talking about, and uh, so I follow her with this weird sort of like you know I don't I I think she actually started following me when I went when I pretended to be an anti vaxxer for a week, uh, and, <laughs> and and uh, and so I followed her, and now. Uh, I follow her with some degree of, uh, like, I just feel bad. Like there's no reason because you sucked a bunch of dicks fucking 20 years ago that you can't have an opinion on something that's going on in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you were, it's not like you were like a fucking war criminal and now you want to talk about the fucking Nobel peace prizes or some shit. You, you, you talk about an unrelated topic. Just let the woman get it off and argue on the merits of the thing. You don't got to throw it anyway. Uh, but that's her poetry for today. And I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be poetry. See if you can she, create. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, she showed support for Donald Trump as the next president of the United States in 2015. In 2017, Jameson criticized Playboy for featuring its first transgender playmate for November 2017. Yeah, so, so f- fair to say she might not be what most of our listeners would call on the right side of history. But, nope. but she's. Uh, it doesn't mean we got to bring up old shit. You know what I mean? Like, we don't got to bring up old shit. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effie Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Um, I mean, hey, yeah, I don't know. Um. Can we? Can you create a little through thread and do some more Jenna Jameson poetry readings? Kind of like uh, "Gotta Catch 'Em All." Um, Absolutely. Keep this. All right, that's a recurring theme. Uh, that is a great hard pivot, though. Since this whole weird shit's been going down, 
Uh, hardcore internet's been alive. Lots of jumping about. Lots of things happening. It's cool. People trying to pass the time. I like it. Uh, it's cool to see. Big shout out to people trying to like share bands, show stuff they like, both new and old. That's been cool. Um, lots of brackets. I'm with it. I wish there was a little more thought put behind it in terms of like, how can this lead to a conversation instead of just doing brackets? However, that's not needed. Sometimes people just do shit to have fun. So, so do it. Um, we, we see you. I'm not, I'm not really doing any brackets because to me, I'd rather have like, uh, I'd rather have a five minute conversation about why I'm choosing the Chromags over sick of it all than just throw it on a, a bracket. Agreed. And looking at it, it shows you. Um, not, I'm not to go. I'm not going to go full heel. Yeah, don't go full heel. I'll go little heel. You can go heel. I think it 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 shows, especially you know, specifically the amount of work that you put into the one that we did last year. Just that it was like so kind of like thought out. Like a lot of the ones I saw, it would be like two bands that probably should have been in the final four are facing each other in the first round. Yeah, that's true. That's true. like there was like a Boston one. That um, that it was American Nightmare versus Half Heart in the first round. I'm like, I, that's not how this works. <laughs> like, you know I mean? like yes. it's like you know American Nightmare Tree. Yeah, like that's that's really unless you wanted specifically to have like American Nightmare eliminated. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, right. there's no way that's really should be how it works. Um, I think some of like you look at some of them, you're like, did you guys not remember this band or this band or that like. Sure. A lot of bands I thought were like sort of overlooked. Um, so, so yeah. you know what? Behind the scenes, Patrick, I think you might have been Cambodia when we talked about this, but we did briefly discuss doing um, another Mosh Madness uh, for 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 content for us to do this one. I think we all surprisingly had fun doing that um, as homework for recording. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about doing a Mosh Madness of the 90s, which people have asked for. And and why why would we skip the 2000 to 2010? Eh, I want to do 2000 to 2010 too. That, that would be fun at some point, but let's spread it out. I actually had no intentions. And I think specifically was like, yeah, let's skip it. Let's not do it again this year. Just, you know, we don't need to, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but since we all have a little more time on our hands, except for Tom. Sorry, Tom. Um, yeah, thanks. But uh, that maybe doing a Mosh Madness of the 90s would be a fun activity. What do you think of that? Uh, I'm, I'm, of course, open. Uh, I uh, I'll, I'll, Say it again, Tom. No, I'm just making fun of you being very kind of like, hey, very <laughs> 70s California. Like, hey, I'm open to it, man. Whatever, dude. Uh, no, I mean, th- that shit would be very fun for me. I I, uh, I, I just wanted to get off my complaint about uh, people's brackets going on. Uh, oh. Go. Yeah, nobody understands seeding, which is an essential part of the whole fucking thing. Otherwise, there's no real exercise to it at all, is there? Uh, but secondly, uh, I learned that uh, people I follow have worse tastes than I thought, and it was discouraging. And then I also thought, uh, hey, look, this is it doesn't hurt me. This is fine. Everybody's having a good time. Uh, but do we really need the most specific bracket, or do we need the most specific tournaments of all time where it'll be like... The Mosh one? Uh, it'll, no, I think like, I saw an Albany one. Yeah, oh, like shit, shit. Where like if you could fill that tourney, you you're you're not being honest about who deserves to be there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like like, like there's some of these that I saw that it was like, <laughs> wait a second, well, why? 
this would be like, uh, you know, like the uh, NCAA like opening up to like. Uh, also, let's inc- let's include uh, the the MAC tournament. Let, let, let's just have everybody in here. Let's you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh you're a really good to- high school team. All right, right. Like, is it, oh AAU? You, you, uh, is there something going on in Canada? Let's have them play. Like, it, it's just like, come on, man. Like, there's a reason that some things are not uh, as encompassing as you would like, and that's just what it is. So this is. I mean, we're being super unfun here. I'm actually with. Like the brackets, I actually, I'm glad because I've seen people doing them who I didn't anticipate to see that. And that's cool. Like that part was really cool to me. Yeah. Like, oh, you have thoughts on this. That's fucking cool. I didn't think that. Um, and it was, so that was actually really cool to me. Um, and okay. maybe inspired a few people to listen to stuff. So, so all this like caterwauling by us. We're, we take shit serious. Uh, we fucking do this podcast every week. <laughs> so, so. Have fun, but you know, um, there's no harm in it. Yeah. No harm. That said, um, if you let, ever copy it again, we're coming up. <laughs> no, um, I actually appreciate it. The fact that this is there, I've I have jokingly make man, I've I've loved brackets for everything forever, and I don't know if I like brackets now. Um, I did participate in a uh, online simulated computer versus computer Tecmo Bowl for NES tournament. Yeah, it was pretty good. Lost lost 20 bucks, but had a nice couple days. I was in the what running the, for the first day and a half. What's that? Was Bo Jackson the, the killer in that game? Bo, Jack, Bo Jackson's great, but that Raiders team around him, not great. So, But there was one guy you could never tackle. Oh, he was he was super hard to tackle. Christian Okoye was very good. There's a couple other beasts, but it's mostly Bo. Bo's really good. Um, oh, no. But so we're thinking about doing a Mosh Madness. You're getting a little on-air production. Um because the other side, the only real complaint I have is that record to record, there's stuff where it's like, okay, if you ask me, Bob, Chromags are sick of it all. It's Chromags every day, all day, every week, every minute. However, if you say, Bob, Chromags best wishes or sick of it all, blood, sweat, no tears, I have to think about that. I have to listen to both. I have to really think about that. So um, we're going to do a 90s hardcore one. We'll see if we can put together the list. Um, we have a partial list that was generated. And uh, so so think about that a little bit, guys. Um, I want to have it be pretty well represented. And we will maybe draw some lines. Like, like maybe there will be a bracket. Ooh, oh, this will be cool. How about this? What if one of the regions is the adjacent region? Oh, <laughs> see, that's where the stuff that we're like, okay, quicksand's the top seed in the adjacent region, you know, um, so that one will come out of the adjacent region, but you know, um, some of the other more hardcore stuff. And if we have a ton, you know, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, this is my question for both of you. In the last one, I think we included a couple in the 2000, in the 2010s one. I believe we included a couple of EPs. Do we do that for the 90s and try to do mostly full lengths, or do we let it open? Um, you know, that's it's no, tough. It's hard to compare an EP and an LP, right? Because you know what? Like, if you think of like all like like good records, right? Like, this is a good record. If you narrow that down to four songs. It's a, you know, yeah. 
then it's alongside fucking, you know, the burn seven inch, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like if you, if you don't have the seven other stragglers bringing it down. Oh, that's, that's my thought. I mean, is that now, now it's, it's, it can cut both ways. There are bands who are more suited, especially in the nineties for an LP. And then there's bands who like, that threadbare record is that an LP by length maybe, but it's only like six songs. Yeah, <laughs> right. So right. so we're going to we're gonna have a we're gonna do mostly full lengths, but we'll consider exceptions. For example, that Ink and Dagger drive the seven inch. We'll we'll consider that as an entry with the two seven inches. Yes. You know? Okay. Um, we'll kind of keep it we'll try to because you know yeah and we'll 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 play it by ear and if you feel strongly one way or the other hit us up we can we can discuss and we'll see what we want to do um will it be 64 or 32 we'll see we'll see what the talent pool looks like for the 90s um because part of the fun in doing this in the back of my head was part of the fun was introducing and people discovering and and to be honest us discovering or rediscovering records that had it only been 32, maybe we wouldn't have caught the way we did. Sure. You know? Right. And that's the whole point of this whole goddamn exercise. hundred percent. So, so you shout know. out. Yeah. For us, for them, for everybody. Exactly. Um, and, and who knows, I think we can actually go a little harder because hopefully people from the nineties or these nineties bands won't catch feelings the way that people could have caught feelings in the 2010s tournament. That's true. Now, can I have a question, I have a question for you too. Of course. Can I be abstained? Oh. I think you have to be because um, the so on the listening episode when we do indecision, we probably have to have a, somebody like a placeholder for you. You can you can obviously be on, but we should have someone a third in the conversation and voting because we don't want you to have to vote for yourself over another band. I mean, I probably would, but you know. <laughs> well, we don't want to put you in that spot, you know. Should we just yeah, put a placeholder? Like, should we put the Pacavi demo up against? Oh, that's a good. One. <laughs> should we just not be included at all? Uh, you know, I, I, that might be fair, but I also think it's uh, not honest because it would certainly make many people's. Uh, it's not uh, representative. If I'm not the guy to sort of cape up or anything, but I feel like if you look at some of these things, maybe not these brackets, but. Uh, some of the background work that Bob did. Yeah. Your boys might be elite eight. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. You got a lot of votes, got a lot of not votes, but mentions when I yeah. uh, floated this. So, well, yeah. and I didn't float it, but I asked for people's top five of the nineties, if they could just give five. Um, and it was in there. Now <clears throat> it may be skewed because certainly there's a portion of our listenership who is here f- for and from the indecision camp which is cool, but I do, you did get a lot of voting. Um, I don't think your band should be excluded unless you want to be just so you don't feel away. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't feel, you know, like I I think you can, I think you'll be happy. I mean, I think you'll do fine. I don't know that it'll be too skewed, but we'll just, we'll just, let's monitor. Let's make sure that it doesn't feel weird. Um, I think that makes sense. Patrick, do you want, is there anything, do we need to exclude any Earth Crisis records for you that feel too close to home? Or 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I, I think that we keep indecision on there uh, and we just, you know, whatever. I, he, so Tom should have the ability to vote for himself, I yeah. think, but I understand. Yeah, if I, think vote for yeah, That's I, right. I think, yeah, I think it's okay if we go the other way too. Okay, cool. Um, so really quick here. Uh, the brackets, I think has been a cool, like, cause of the energies mostly, mostly I haven't seen too much people like taking it negatively or shitty if yeah. that's my time let's that's cool what is the because the internet is now like the way everyone interfaces with each other um what are the best and worst moments of hardcore internet in your memory mm. oh that's tough so oh, i'm gonna give it one quick example what's up that's gonna call Sorry, I got, got a call that went straight to, straight to the computer, so it made noise. Oh uh, yeah, I know that feeling. Uh, I want to. I will anonymously and keep. I think Tom, you might be familiar with this one, but I want to give uh-huh. some anonymity. But people who remember this will remember it. Uh, a friend um, posted a photo of himself on Instagram, saying, "I couldn't decide if I wanted to stay in or eat out." Yes. So I decided just to do both, and that's. That was yeah, one of know, the best that, moments I, of hardcore ever on the internet. I would, you know what? Oddly enough, and this is going to sound ridiculous, I just thought of that the other day <laughs> because that was literally my first introduction to that person. Oh, so good! And it's, I think it's yeah. oh, so so love and respect to to uh, a brother of mine for that. Um, Patrick, are you Funny familiar with what we're talking about at all? I'm I know not. we're speaking coded. Okay, well, it's a Instagram in the old men explaining memes. It's probably 10 years old at this point, but uh, it might not even be Instagram. It might have been Twitter. It might have been Twitter. Yeah. 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 It's, Twitter, um, but it was, uh, I couldn't decide if I wanted to stay in or eat out. So I decided to do both. And the photo was of a man going down on a woman because okay. he decided to do both. Oh, very okay. Clever, right? Well done. Okay. Well played. Um, and it, it was just, and it was, there was nothing you could, I mean, I guess if you had a strict boss, it would be not safe for work, but you couldn't see anything other than, you know, it was very well shot. I'll say that. Yeah. You could see both airlines though. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> That's true. But so I thought it was a, uh, a well done um, piece. Yeah, of that was, that was, yeah, that was a great one. That's one of the best moments. Give me some other good moments of the hardcore internet. I mean, they're few and far between. Some people found real laughs on the, on like the bridge nine board and shit like that. But I think most people, uh, when they look back on it are like, thank God that doesn't exist so that, uh, I'm not losing my job. Um, so speaking of that, I got a call once in 2005 or six from someone, uh, whose nudes were leaked on the bridge nine board. How, why they called revelation records. I have no idea. Wrong label. Right. But that's, I got the call. Um, so that was weird. So, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of people who do really look back on the bridge nine board with this interesting fondness. And, and I yeah. get it. I, it. It certainly was fun and it certainly was like a, a little piece of that, uh, era's history for sure. Um, but then I also think that there's like a, a certain sourness to it for a lot of people because whenever you get that many people, 
in one place, uh, you start getting tribal. People get weird. People get mean to each other. And uh, some people feel that way uh, looking back on it. Uh, I'm trying to think of what was fun. Um, you know, look, do I advocate uh, uh, beating people up over internet stuff? No, but has it made for some funny moments? Yes. Um, I, I am trying to think of what has really popped, uh, for me. Uh, Oh, you know, I know that we've talked about, we talked about this early, early in, in the podcast. Uh, we didn't like people perseverating on it because we think that young people should, uh, not have to live in their own internet filth for the remainder of their life and not be able to live something down. Uh, but I will say that, uh, the bodied girls, uh, spit guard was one of the funniest things that I've seen. <laughs> and and I, I didn't know how, like, we didn't want to bring too much attention to that because we think that, look, if you're a young person, it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to be a fucking boob. It's okay to fucking not do everything the right way and have some regrettable moments. And I don't think that you should be fucking condemned to having a terrible, like fucking goof, goof nugget nickname for the rest of your life. But her in a spit mask being led by police was so funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of, that was a, that was a high point for me personally. Um, I see. I find that really sad. (laughs) Well, two ways to look at it for sure. (laughs) Like just because like, if you're that fucking, you know, if you're, if you're freaking out to that you know, to that kind of extent that they have to fucking cover your, I mean, I've seen other people have put spit masks on them that were so psychotic that they were going, they had to Tom, not to be like the heavy downer. Tom, nobody's going to accuse me of not having a dark sense of humor. There's a thing that is way adjacent to our world that I read the other day that I laughed for a full 15 minutes like like a child like a like 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 or like a person who has been hit with laughing gas and like a, a batman i could not get enough of it and when i tried reading it out loud to two other people they were mortified at how fucking dark it was but to me i thought it was just like hysterically funny but so i, I get this might be a niche market of spit guards or spit masks being that f- fucking funny it, but um for me yo um early the revelation the rev board like early internet being able to go on message boards as a teen jesus christ i'm sure you guys felt some similar way being able to argue with people that i knew or didn't know and fuck around holy shit um no never just people being fucking (laughs) being ridiculous um yeah that was pretty amazing so i i get it when people are fuck on like total goobers on the internet now because like there's certainly a time and age where like yo that's really fucking fun for sure yeah and i think you know i liked when like vine was a thing oh yeah those a lot of those like california folks are really fucking good at it yeah that's a fact like colin super fucking funny that dude Anthony that plays, I think he's in God's Hate and another bunch of other bands. Yeah, for sure. Like, th- like that dude is too good at the fucking internet. Like I met him, we played together at Black and Blue Bowl, like the one year with like Gorilla Biscuits, or whatever. And like he was like with people I like I knew, or whatever. And I was like, 
huge fan of your work. Like I just had to like <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Your take on white people and mayonnaise was fucking chef's kiss. It was fucking fantastic. Yeah, um, it was good. Uh, but I mean, I always thought that was pretty pretty funny. Um, what else is was like really good? I mean, I just, all the like there was like a thread on like the Bridge Nine board that was like all these like um, like old wives' tales kind of deal or whatever oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. that is. Because <laughs> old wives' tales probably not the right way to say it anymore, and I apologize in advance. Um, but like all like the legendary stories. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, myth, the mythos, the lore, shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that I thought it was pretty funny. It was it was entertaining. Oh sure, for yes. sure. So I mean, here's the thing: if you if you scoured the Bridge Nine message board, it's the eighty twenty rule, right? Like eighty percent weird trash and garbage, um, which some of which may be very entertaining or good or uh, titillating, um, but then the twenty percent, damn, this MF spitting. There was a lot of crazy shit going, being told on there. It was just that sometimes there was so much to suss through. Like you could sit there with people and be like, oh, yeah, that's not real. That's not real. That, that's real. (laughs) Well, uh, in in regards to too real and like kind of a weird whistleblower slash uh, snitch or however you want to frame it, uh, there was this phenomenon on uh, the lamb goat. Uh, comments, which I think have since oh, been deactivated. Yeah, yeah. Where they had uh, so a lot of that was nonsense. A lot of that was bullshit. A lot of that was people just trying to uh, be shocking or trolly or whatever. But then every single one had this like almost sniper of truth. Uh, like a dude would just come in and pop off. Too much truth, like way too much truth, like because the it was truth not- that no one knew. What's that? Truth that wasn't like common knowledge. Yes, that's what but I should say. Yes, you yes. like holy fuck, like someone actually said that. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's definitely, and you could read it and you could go, ooh, that's a little too close to the bone. How come that? Yeah, feels- like, I know that for a fact. I like, I know that's true. I know that like, it's like holy shit. Okay, so, yeah, so that 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 stuff would be either interesting or dark. So that counts in the best and worst category, actually. Yes, um, Patrick, I know for sure this clicks in your best. Tom, I'm not sure where you were at on this, but from probably about 2005 to 2011, maybe even 12, um, the Blogspot, WordPress. Media fire, rapid share, oh. etc. World, sure. Oh my god, so much music, so yeah, th- so much access. Thank you to our, thank you to our, our friend Kim dot com. Uh, I hope he gets out of jail soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what like the big ones were. Well, there was a bunch, and the thing. So, for people who don't know what I'm referencing, basically, at any time. If you just had good Wi-Fi and a, a nice router, you could download every punk hardcore record that ever existed and everything adjacent to it from either some big sites that were doing stuff, um, but then also there are always these sites that were just popping up. So you would Google like uh, uh, Rival Schools Mediafire, 
and yeah. no less than eight sites would pop up and you'd be able to find the albums, the demos, live sets, everything you could imagine. And it was just. It got so bad. Google had to stop that. Yeah. Like it used to, I mean, literally he said, you put like, you know, fucking self-defense family, whatever. Yeah. And it would be like demos that Pat never heard would like <laughs> pop up. But like literally Google had to be like, all right, so we got to stop this because like I was on a thread, um, like an email chain with like a bunch of people that I knew and some people that I didn't, we all like chipped in to get like the business media fire like page. Yeah. Like there was like some special one, like a subscription. Oh, okay. But dude, like literally, we'd get emails and be like, you know, here's twenty things of the, you know, twenty links to all these new records that just came out last week, or here's, you know, yep. like mostly punk stuff. There's somebody that still does it now. I don't know the name, and if I did, I wouldn't say it on this podcast anyway. <laughs> that they do a bunch of awesome, like discographies. Yeah. That they make themselves. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that that site does a good job. I'm trying. I would almost shut it out because I think what is it? It still exists. Yeah, yeah, it's still out there. So look for it. Um, And they do a really good job. And I think that the people behind that always try to put an emphasis on having the highest quality audio files they can get. Which you know, like, look, you're you're not going to find a heavy. Hey, these MP3s don't sound too good to me, guy in this group. <laughs> but but it is it is nice because you would occasionally download something and go, oh, did someone what the fuck happened with this file? Fuck. Yeah, was it underwater? Like this is terrible. Um, the worst moments, and this is more of a recent thing, but it's been since the the since hardcore's been on the internet, is the uh, and, uh, you'll hear us all rally against it for the most part. Is the group think shit where where someone will push a pebble. And everyone else decides to to start pushing boulders. Um, right. Choose your fa- battles. Uh, you know, it, it f- feel free to be the lone voice in the woods because when you're the 80th voice, you you come a little you come a little weak. So uh, when when somebody stands up and has a, an outrageous opinion, I'll always defend their opinion to say that. But if if you come yeah. off like you're just jumping in there, it's not great. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, like, like, what's going on with the dude from Trapped? Oh, right. <laughs> have you followed that? I have. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Riley needs none of your help. <laughs> no, that's correct. No, I think he, I think he's enjoying it, but yeah. Yeah, but I'm mean, like, it's like that dude can clearly handle himself. Doesn't need people. Like now, people would just kind of like joining in to troll the dude but it's like yeah riley was doing this like 10 days ago man like, we're good yeah exactly and people are like yeah headstrong i'm like yo this guy fucking ethered him fucking a week and a half ago we're good man yeah uh so uh, let me just uh, like be like a dick about not the riley thing i think that's all funny uh, fun but like sp- speaking to what bob said a second ago if i can just expound on it and be like a total fucking cock uh yeah so uh I have uh, sometimes built up a reputation as being a contrarian or being a dude that says dickhead things online, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, that might be true, or, 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 or and certainly there's many people. That, certainly there's many people that dislike me. But what I would like to put in perspective for people is I don't know their names, and they know my name. 
So that's a thing to bear in mind. Like some people, like it's, it's totally fine if you don't want to stand out for any reason. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm saying is if your concern in life is always saying the right thing so that, or, or always saying the approved thing so that uh, you don't stick out at all or blah, blah, blah. It's like, yo, you got to understand what kind of conscious decision you're making. You're making a decision to, to not shine in any meaningful way. And again, if that's where you're at, that's, that's okay. Yeah, cool. but like, yeah exactly. But you can't have it both ways. You can't, uh, if people are going to know your name, some people are going to dislike you and that's just what it is. So like, don't be the 800th person to say the same fucking thing. Don't look like you're being fucking scripted by uh, a fucking low, like the lowest paid video game, uh, scripter in the world. Just fucking like, uh, you know, like it, it's worth saying that, uh, if you're the top man on the pylon, uh, you just look like a fucking punk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yo, just look- especially when it seems when you're saying it and it feels like you're saying it loud enough because you want the right people to hear, you look you look bad. And that's oh, all that's, yeah. that's regardless of Me age. Too, right? no. Go ahead. Me too, right guys? That's yeah. what it looks like. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like pay attention to me. Um so <sighs> uh yeah, just a thing to consider. Um, but again, some people don't want to stand out and that's kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you this, some motherfuckers that don't want to stand out, uh, it's because they just don't got that personality. And then other motherfuckers who don't want to stand out, it's because they don't want you looking into them. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> so always be mindful of the guy who's yelling real loud. Uh, there's typically, uh, there's typically a reason that he's uh, directing uh, th- th- everybody's attention away. It's a bit of a sleight of hand, you know. What I mean? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, any any random shit you guys want to touch on? Because I I want to do some behind the scenes, pull the curtain back, and do some on air production. Oh, uh, I'm just gonna say that uh, uh, you know how like everybody's sitting home trying to uh, try different things. I'm gonna play Jenga for 12 hours or whatever the fuck people are doing. Uh, I was like, you know, self-defense, I'm going to, I'm going to sit here and just, uh, make a little fun logo. You know how fun it, or how fucking difficult it is to make like a, a script, like a, like a, like those, those, uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lettering type stuff. Lettering type stuff is so fucking hard. Like everything I do looks like a Chinese fucking takeout menu. Like, like, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous how bad at this I am. Yeah. I can touch that one. Bob? Back to you, Bob. Um, Yo, it is very difficult. Uh, There are people who do it. Shout out to the people who do it who are talented with that shit because it's it's skills. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, Tom, any anything buzzing on your your agenda? Anything interesting? Any ideas you want to do for upcoming episodes? Um. hmm. Well, we still have. Can we talk about what we were planning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. we have the heaviest records. Yeah, Pat, you do you have that? Ten heaviest, ten, your ten favorite heavy hardcore records. Ooh, there's going to be so much uh, rules lawyering on what is and isn't hardcore on that one. That is, but yeah, the that is the big thrust of it because we we I think we're going to have a lot of different angles on it, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think um, how you we uh, a fun exercise would kind of do. Um, we we started on some of it, but to do the uh, kind of track by track, like rather than do a 
you know, even if, if we don't have time for another Mosh Madness or yeah. fucking July or whatever, um, if we did like fucking quicksand slip versus start today yeah. or like, or something like that and kind of like go back and forth, like really way, like way song by song, track songs. by track. I think that's, yeah. I think that'd be a fun exercise. Yep. hundred percent. Okay. Um, I mean, listening parties at, at present are pretty difficult to pull off. Oh, I, I think I have a uh, technology solution that should be in the mail this week. And as soon as oh. we test it out, we will be doing a listening party because, uh, yo, I fucking miss listening parties, actually. Sure. Yeah, oh, banging stuff. Lots of new shit. Um, uh, okay. Um, I had an idea for something because I've been uh, talking with a, a homie. Shout out to our buddy Sean Duty about this. Um, he's going through a bunch of weird Discord records right now. I don't want to put everyone through the Discord 90s catalog. I think that's that's rough. Rough. But I was... I was uh, yeah, right? Like, that's a hard one. Yeah, that's pretty rough. But I did look at the first 32 Discord oh. records. Ooh. One, it doesn't take a long time. Two, it comes to basically a really logical stopping point, which is the State of the Union comp, um, which for those who don't know, it's kind of like, it's not flex your head, <laughs> um, but it is the, I don't know, 87, 88, somewhere in there, 86, 87, 88, right there, Discord comp that uh, covers a lot of the, the bands they had going on at the time, et cetera, et cetera. So going through that, you get the really early discord stuff. Then you get some of the golden age and, and then some of the like middle era. Um, and I think that doing a kind of a mini dive or kind of like a series where we go through that would be really fun. So, um, I'm putting that one on the table. Um, we do the same with Rev. Oh, we could do the same with Rev. Victory's tough. Like, how do we do victory in that la- in that style? You know what I mean? There's garbage for so long, and then there's garbage for so long. Yep, it's kind of it's kind of tough. Like the you know, if you went from like I don't know ninety three to two thousand two or something, but like you know, I mean, you can say people can say that like like Billings Gate or whatever. You're lying. I mean, I think it's just such a small sure. percentage. Like, and in, in it's very specific. So here, let me give you let me give you Discord one through. I'll just read it because it's it's fun. Teen Idols, State sure. SOA, yep. Minor Threat, Seven Inch, Government Issue, Legless Bull. For the purposes of this activity, I'm not counting the half releases such as ne- Necros IQ32 or SSD. The kids will have their say, um, but we can mention them. Minor Threat in My Eyes, Youth Brigade Possible, Flex Your Head Comp, Faith Void Split, Scream, Still mm. Screaming, Minor Threat Out of Step, Faith Subject to Change, Minor Threat Discography, mm-hmm. so that's already covered, Marginal Man Identity, You're in Seven Inches, already covered, Minor Threat Salad Days, Scream, uh, that's the halves, Right Spring. Mm. Here's where it gets a little tricky. Beefeater Plays for Lovers, the snakes. I won't love you till you're more like me. Oh, I didn't know. Me neither. Dag nasty. Can I say egg hunt? Me and you. Gray matter. Take it back. Rides of spring. All through a life. Beef eater. House burning down. Embrace. 
Scream, Banging the Drum, Dag Nasty, Wig Out at Denko's, The Minor Threat Live video, Fire Party, Soulside, Trigger, Fugazi, self-titled, Ignition, Machination, and then the State of the Union comp. All right, maybe, you know what, is it weird, and this is probably my own stupidity, I don't think of Discord when I think of Dag Nasty. They had a weird, and I don't, weird contentious relationship with the DC scene. Um, and you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't, like, I don't think, when I think of Discord bands, I don't necessarily think of Dag Nasty. I think of Swizz before I think of Dag Nasty. Um, I do think of Dag Nasty because I got, I got into Dag Nasty super early and, and related it to the stuff and like connected it because the Brian Baker minor threat thing. Sure. But like, yeah. it was years and years later that I found out that like, to me, I was like, oh yeah, Dag Nasty. It was like, them and rights of spring and embrace and it was like years and years later it was like no 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 uh yeah rights of spring and embrace were over here and there were a bunch of other little things going on and dag nasty was kind of over here by themselves uh, right which is a really kind of weird and interesting thing and now it's like it's like when you see the cover of golden eye for, for nintendo 64 and it looks like the dude's hand is like bleeding off into the thing. It's those things you can't unsee that Dag Nasty thing is something I can't unthink. It's like, wow. Um, So yeah, I I think this would be a fun activity. Some of the half releases are are pretty interesting too, but that, that might make it a little long, but I think this is actually ends up being kind of like 20 something ish record. So I think a a discord one through 32 dive would be cool. Um, Victor, let me pull up victory records really quick. This is also the fun part of the podcast where we're looking at the internet. Um, (laughs) I just just went down a hole on the snakes. Oh yeah. Talk snakes for us. I had no idea. Okay. So, so the snakes was, I want to say members of, uh, of uh, the faith uh, and uh, uh, SOA. um, And, uh, they, uh, this was basically, so technically it was, uh, released on discard records, uh, yes, because, yes. <laughs> because it's basically like, you know, labels do this when they have a couple dollars, they'll put out friends, bands that are kind of almost inside jokes or, or whatever. And, uh, and we see this actually, if we thought about this, we could name a few that, uh, came out during booms, uh, like yes. whether that's like the the second vinyl boom or, or, or whatever it is we could talk about the, or during the CD era where you could just like, Oh, we've got somebody's music like here. Let's just put it out because what's the harm? Sure. It costs a few grand and we'll make money. Um, so, uh, you see this, uh, every once in a while and, uh, it is, uh, they played one live show and, uh, I'd be curious to hear it. Uh, wow. but not that curious. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me give you victory, just the first grip. Inner Strength, Time for Reality, 7-inch. Billingsgate, Reach Out, 7-inch. Integrity in Contrast of Sin, pretty great record. Mm. Insight, What Will It Take, Reissue, but that's a cool record. Various, the first Only the Strong Comp, which some people ride for. Iceburn, Burn, Fall, Single, which again is a record that some people really ride for. Yeah. Worlds Collide, self-titled 7-inch. Iceburn, Phyron. Um, Snapcase, Comatose. 
uh, the next only the strong comp. And then it starts. Then we have Warzone live at CBGB's, seven inch slash CDEP. Victory twelve is Earth Crisis Firestorm. Ooh. Snapcase Looking Glass Self. Hi-Fi in the Road Burners, Demons of Winter oh, yeah. Park. Yeah. Oh yeah. Warzone Demons old school. Yeah. Uh, Warzone old school to new school. Strife One Truth. So I mean, yo, there's there's a curious conversation to do victory one through twenty something. Um, let's see. Twenty is all out war. Which is a reissue, but um, twenty two is destroy the machines. Mm-hmm. Twenty three is integrity systems overload. Damn. Okay. All right. You know what? We may have been more skeptical. Um, we could probably go through and do if we did victory one through. Let's see. I'm trying to find a natural drop off here. Um, Fuck. There's stuff like you know, like bloodlet means nothing to me, but they mean something to someone. Um, they were big. They were big for a minute. Yeah. This is. I'm up to forty, and it's all stuff that people kind of fuck with and talk about, and it's stuff you know outside of the stray donuts or hi-fi and the road burners. People like donuts for a minute too. Sure did. Um, I mean, if someone wanted to have an argument that. Victory one through fifty was more meaningful to them than Rev one through fifty. I don't agree personally, but it's a conversation I would be willing to have. Looking at it, um, if you got into stuff in the nineties and really just were keeping up with with, with what Victory was doing, it's it's that's pretty impressive, actually. Hmm, interesting. All right, so so we'll we'll have to maybe do that. Um, I was going to ask you guys, people are doing book clubs. Should we do a record club where we tell uh, people, listen to a record, and then we'll come talk about it next week? Oh, yeah. I, I'd love to do that. Tom? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, we kind of do that anyway, but yeah. Yeah, we do. But but we'll give we'll kind of give people right. something and say, hey, give us feedback, and we'll, we'll go through it and share the feedback. Um, I like that. Yeah. Let's pick one. If you guys want you can pick a new one or we could try this VOD record. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, uh, ax to grind record club, listen to VOD imprint. Um, I believe it's on stream and let's just double check and make sure it is. I would imagine. So Yeah, I would imagine it is too, but we don't want to give people a hard to find one. Vision of disorder. I know. Let's see. Imprint. Imprint is there, yeah. So VOD, Vision of Disorder, Imprint. It's from 1998. Listen to it. Um, you can email us at axtogrindpodcast at gmail.com. That's the best way. If you want to hit us on Instagram at axtogrindpodcast or tweet us or or message us on, on Twitter at axtogrindcast, I think it is. Um, we'll, we'll, try yeah, to, we have- we'll try to go through everything. Yeah, I mean, maybe we do. Uh, do you want to do a hashtag? I feel like those are big. Oh yeah, hashtag uh, <laughs> A2G uh, Record Club. Yes, there we go. There you go. Hashtag A2G Record Club, um, and we'll Love look it. for that uh, on Instagram and Twitter. 
um, and and we'll have fun with it. And if you got suggestions, do that. But maybe maybe for the first couple of weeks, maybe next week, um, one of you guys will pick one, and we'll just rotate and do the three of us, and then and see where this takes us. Sure. I think the only thing that we have to make sure that they're on a streaming platform of some sort. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Makes it easier for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we got some shit to grind on, um, and we'll see. Anything else, guys? No, that sounds like fun. Yeah, let's let's get to having fun. Everybody, stay safe. Uh, we're trying to do this. We're minimizing the uh, COVID talk because um, everyone's burned. Yeah, we're we certainly are. All right, guys. Be safe, everybody. Be good. Woo! Saw the elbow. Yeah, do one more. Oh, that was weak. No. You're too tall. Here, this way. Now you're fucking me up. <laughs> Welcome to Live on Axe to Grind. My name's Bob and Kyle. And joining us, Patrick and Keith from the band Restraining Order. And of course, this is Kyle Axe to Grind, aka Kyle from Glory, aka yeah. Out for Kyle. Oh, so, <clears throat> how you guys doing today? We're good. Yeah. We're good. So you gotta get you gotta you gotta pass the mic when you guys talk. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good today. Okay, so so Keith didn't get to talk during Maniac. He was kind of like iced out. We went. I I don't do that to Keith. Yeah, shy. Okay, so what I wanted to ask you both: How do you feel about Pete Alonso? Oh, he's gonna break the record. He's got two more games. (laughs) He's got to do it. He hit 52 last night. So is restraining order a sports fan team? No. I don't know anything about Pokemon sports. But so yeah, Pokemon go how many how many members oh of how many members of restraining order like sports? Raise your hands. The only thing we have in common is Ho- hardcore. Okay. Well so there's one sports fan? So there's one sports fan in the band. Holy shit. How many members of restraining order play Pokemon Go religiously? <laughs> Just one. Okay. All I right. wish you asked this with Maniac. <laughs> oh, Maniacs get some other heads? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so real quick, you just told me the thing. You were very Keith. You were very into Pokemon Go. Yes. Tell me how that started and the depth of your interest. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm a nerd. I have always been a nerd. Uh, Pokemon hit the states when I was in young fifth grade, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a fan. I kind of fell off, and then when Pokemon Go was announced, you know, it's like nostalgia. So, Boom, all in. Yeah, and I just never stopped. I stopped for like. A little less than a year, and uh-huh. then I just been going hard ever since. What did you do last weekend? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we know what you did last weekend. Uh, we know. I didn't tell you this part earlier, but I went to a wedding Saturday. Okay. Got home at one in the morning. Okay. And then at three in the morning, went to Montreal for a Pokemon Go event. Fantastic! All right, so Pat, you like sports? <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> and we just went through your teams. Uh, what's your hockey team? I, I don't one. watch hockey. I okay, watch so anymore, really but it was the Rangers. Okay, so Rangers, your baseball team is the Mets. Oh, yeah. And baseball is your top sport. Yes, okay. yes. Basketball team is the Knicks. Yes. Now, then, just by this logic, I, if I was asking you this question, I didn't know the answer already, I'd go, oh, your, your NFL team's probably the Giants. Maybe you're going to throw me a wild card and say the Jets. But no, your football team is the, the Atlanta Falcons. So you're a dirty bird. Yes, yes, yes. So what did it feel like when they lost the Super Bowl a couple years ago to the Patriots? Stop. <laughs> was that rough? Because you that were a dude really who rough. lives. That was actually with two of our friends were in there. I was watching with them, Matt and Lauren, and they, they watched it. It was bad. It was, were you I was, upset? I was very upset. I walked right out their house when it ended. 
I just left. I didn't even like no handshakes or hugs. I was gone. All right. So so we get accused of not talking about hardcore enough on Axe to Grind, a, a several hour podcast about hardcore. So let's get back to it. You guys are have because this is going to come out in a few months. You guys have released an LP on Triple B Records. Tell me about the LP. You want me? Yeah. The LP. All right. Tell this me about world. the lyrics. The lyrics. Well, the lyrics, this is the, you know, the first, like, I had a band I sang in before this from Connecticut, but we didn't do too much. This was, like, the first time to really get to write a full record. So I felt like it just kind of was kind of just getting everything off my mind, like, you know, I thought of before and just all the stress of, you know, life and yourself and hardcore, just anything. Just kind of, like, venting it, getting it all out there, but, you know, keeping it simple. So it's kind of something everyone can relate to. What is, uh, if you were giving this record to an 18-year-old kid, what would be the song you'd say, yo, listen to this song? I mean, well, the single, obviously, is a big one. Um, Which is? Don't Really Think. Don't Really Think. Yes. And what's that mean? Day. Well, that, that's just, that was just a, that's kind of a funny song. I wrote that just being like of the sense of like, oh, you know, maybe like, you know, might not all be together all the time, but I know enough to know, like, whatever you're doing is fucked up. Like, yeah. that kind of sense. It's kind of like a joke of myself in a way, but it's also like, you know. No, but that's something I think else. people can relate to. Too. Yeah, yeah. You know so, I mean? you know, because that's the way you see things. Like, you know, you, you know, you might have a problem with someone else. You might see it yourself. So it's kind of like trying to, you know, be even with it. That's it. I like the yeah. way you put that. All right. We have our, our, our esteemed colleague, Kyle from Glory. What's oh, up? Respondent. Yes. Used to be Kyle from Connecticut. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, he, he defe- defected down, to New York. He left me. Left me behind. Uh, I'm here for you now. Left I got, you far this behind. Is a, this is a, this one for you, Pat. Okay, you got a question oh, for man. him. I got there a question. Go. You know, I know we're, you're outnumbered. <laughs> Who invited this guy? Uh, all right, all right. I got the peanut gallery. Listen. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the, what's the, sing the virtues of Connecticut hardcore over, uh, you know. Western Mass hardcore. Oh, so yeah, guys, he wanted to stoke this fire. Okay. I want to stoke the fire. I'm trying to, you know, incite the beef. All right, so here take it. CTHC over Western Mass hardcore. Oh, well, Break first off, there's a lot more kids in Connecticut right now. I'll tell you that, and they all love us. I believe uh, I was just at a show recently, and I was told by a bunch of the youth of Connecticut that we are a Connecticut band, and they only see us as a Connecticut band. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, we got know, several other members are making, like, disgruntled, like, oh, bitter yeah. beer face. Okay. Yeah. So, no, but, but it, Connecticut, it's all love. It's all love. But Connecticut's you know? <laughs> adopted you. Um, what is your favorite Connecticut hardcore band? Oh, Death Threat, man. Come on. Death Threat. Go. Okay. Come on. Okay. Well, give me, give me your top five then. Oh, top five. Shit. Just, just run. Give I don't me five random names. Generic three, because obviously you're just like, oh, Hatebreed and Death Threat and like um, the demons. Demons. Yeah, demons. Yeah. Pillars. No, that's not my top five. Okay. Sorry, Vinny. Okay. <laughs> Um, who else would I say? Wide I hate. Awake? I'm never good on. Okay. Oh yeah, wide awake. I'm so. Yeah, fuck, thank man. you. Yeah. Wide awake is quite you good. Know, if you're like me and from Danbury, sometimes you'd be like, "Yeah, Youth of the Day is kind of a Connecticut band," but you know they don't want. They're to a be. New York band. They, yeah, they um, leave me behind. So, quick question for you: What do you think about the Danbury Fair Mall? Oh, I used to work there actually. Where'd you work? Um, I worked at Zoomies for six months. The guitarist for our band, who's not here, was on his honeymoon right now. His Shut girlfriend up. got, or his wife now, got me a job there. And you liked it? Do you know it used to be a fairground before it was a mall? Yeah, yeah. They just put, um, they had that big Uncle Sam at the fairground. They just put it back up by the train station recently. These big billboards, we're bringing it back. And everyone's like, (laughs) what are we bringing? When was this here before? This thing from the 1960s. Yeah. Um, Kyle, you were in a band called Glory. I was. Really quick. 
when is the next Glory show? Oh, it's 2020. LP's coming out. Life's a game. Oh. Dot, dot, dot. Cheat. Be on the lookout for that. Okay. Is it going to be released on Triple B, or are we looking bigger? I, look, we're going to expand our horizons on this one, I think. Okay. okay. I, was hearing, I was hearing chirps from some bigger, like yeah, Electra, maybe it's, it's Atlantic, you know? Yeah, you know. I've been talking to people. This is Restraining Order.
what the fuck's up?
cops. <laughs>
Restrained Order, Connecticut, Western Mass.